Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You know, I don't think I've ever seen you smile before, Mr. Milo. <laughs> I'm liking this. The smiling thing I definitely like. Well, you just keep up the good work. Episode 213. Catherine revved up the microwave, I pissed my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. We're tall enough to be stormtroopers. Welcome to Half Hour Wasted 2013. 2013. We skipped about, we skipped uh, two years, two thousand episodes. Yeah, two thousand episodes. Two thousand episodes. Somehow we passed CGS. <laughs> We're in the two thousands now. This was uh, Grant Morrison now writing uh, our podcast. Yeah, that it. That so explains great. the quality of the podcast. I'm so happy about that. So we're outside at on Bill's patio, drinking beer, eating pizza, Doritos, and such. Um. Just trying something different. Just kicking back a little bit. We're going to talk about books. Totally laid back, right? Hey, don't forget the, uh, I got peanuts, too. And uh, Peanuts, Doritos. Crazy bread. Well, we tried going to the brick house. <laughs> it was originally going to be beer in a bar or beer and books. Too loud at the brick house, which is a bar. They that, had their they had their C team out anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't get that far inside. Yeah. So, anyway. I brought, I brought three books to talk I, about. I brought two trades. Okay. Oh, um, sweet. You took it seriously. First, let's cover the exciting news, is that Steve Martin responded to one of my tweets. <laughs> yes! Give us, give everyone the background story. Uh, he had tweeted something about how he had met Elizabeth Taylor, because she passed last week. Yes. And his tweet was, you know, serious and nice, and he was like, you know, I, was, I met her, she was very nice and self-deprecating, and she was kind, and it was just a real nice tweet. And I responded back under the half hour wasted uh, account because my app, you know, I have to make sure I know what I'm responding from. Okay. I didn't necessarily mean to respond from one account or another. It just happened to be on half hour wasted at the time. So I said, I'm going to take a sick day on the day you kick it. And he responded back later and said, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Yay. Hopefully, um, hopefully Steve Martin will have long, a long life. Yeah. Oh, and then I said, I wrote back and said, hey, you want to be on a... Is that Mr. Roboto by Styx? No, it's not, but it kind of sounds like it. We have music oh. in the background. Um, yeah, I could turn it up louder if we want to re-simulate the, uh, the brick house. So... I can't help you with the, the, uh, the ladies, though. I responded back and, and said, hey, you want to be on a podcast? You want to be interviewed by a podcast that only... a few hundred people listen to um 
I don't know the numbers, but I was just being silly. Dude, I, said, I said two of the two of the three co-hosts are huge fans. <laughs> he never responded back. Oh, so, I wonder Steve. how. I wonder how inundated he got. I guess we could look at his. Well, I actually looked at his mm-hmm. feed, and and it seems that he does respond quite a bit to other people. So no you know, on Twitter, you don't see who he responds to unless you follow that person, also. Right. Yes. I think I figured out that if you respond to somebody on Twitter, if their name is first in your response, like okay. if I was to respond to Frank A. Rincon, by the way, I retweet a lot of your tweets. They're pretty funny. Mm, I don't retweet yours so much. Yeah. I go one I was, go for the small yeah. observation. Funny is relative. He said, don't make, not that you're not funny. But I'm, I'm um, the Frank Herbert of comics. <laughs> right. Frank that explains everything. <laughs> Frank said something like, <laughs> The word of wisdom or something. Don't don't make fun of your barber's religion while oh, he's yeah. cutting your hair or something like that. That's a good point. I'm not terribly quippy. Yeah, I try to it, be quippy in the written uh, uh, form. Anyway. And then he said, "I saw I saw a short bus and a stripper uh, in a, mm-hmm. stri- a strip club strip club parking lot. Those kids are going to have the time of their lives." <laughs> <laughs> I drove by. There was a short bus in front of a strip club. I was like, "What is going on?" It's like ten at night. That's funny. <clears throat> But, um, anyway, so here we are. What are the circumstances that that happened? I, yeah, well, hey, better that than, uh, better that than a monster truck, huh? You know, if this, if this is, uh, you know, this episode goes over well, I, I guess, to the three of us, I certainly wouldn't mind doing this more often. This than is nice, to, isn't it? Having to set up all that equipment. So, yeah. yeah, no doubt. You know, if we just come over here and hang out on the back porch in the evening or something. We can do that. Yeah, we'll we can have do to that. Listen to it. So, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to talk about. Let's see. Uh, how Super Show Fund's coming? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, um, my plane ticket is paid for. Good. And uh, I've got uh, a room with Ken Morgan of the LOD. Fantastic. And we're trying to get we're trying to guilt trip Russ Latham into going. <laughs> I think I'd like him. Who, Ken? No, well, both of them, but Bob, Ken. You've specific. met Russell. Yeah, I've met Russell. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, um, and we're in fact, I'm, to... I'm hoping that uh, things will uh, play out and uh, maybe we can go down to the, the Houston Con. Con. Are you recording also? No, I'm not. I just, uh, I brought up, uh, I brought up you maybe like one of my favorite tweets I've ever had. I've got the most awesome um, holster cool for yeah. my phone, by the way. It's not a holster. Um, but, Holder. Uh, it's like a frame. Yeah, it's the, uh, the the protector. So if you drop it, you're okay. But it has this crazy kickstand on it. It's like a so transformer. You can set the thing vertically or horizontally, and it's the most awesome thing ever. And my wife got it for me. It's, it's another example of She's things that I, I never... No doubt. <laughs> it's one of those things I never would have got for myself, but she got it for me, and I realized it's cooler than anything I would have picked yeah, out. She's so. a keeper. Yeah. Yeah, that's... But, awesome. uh, but so the I, weekend after the May... Dallas Comic Con, which yeah. is starting to really shape up to be to be really interesting. Is it? They're um, they're really bringing bringing yeah. out the hitters. I mean, every so often you'll get that John Romita Jr. is that's coming. right. That was really? the last big yeah. name. I'm totally wow. gonna wait in line to meet we, him and shake his hand. So and, we can ask him uh, uh, why he was so much better uh, in 1983. I disagree. <laughs> I think he's better. He's aged uh, better. Well, I think part of it is his uh, his inks because. Uh, Klaus, uh, him and Klaus Jansen, it's such a look. Yeah, you know, it's such a different look. And you know, I'm used to seeing him back in the old Fantastic Four with the great Jolton Joe Sinnott. And um, you know, of course, Joe Sinnott inked 
a hundred issues of the Fantastic Four or more. So he's just he's he's my boy. In fact, uh, he does one of the uh, variant covers for uh, for FF, um, um, which is one of the books that well, yeah, yeah that you and I we'll read. Well, actually, Frank just read. I it just too, read. So. Like but hey, um, you want to hear a uh, what I thought I. I wrote this tweet out a couple days Hang ago. On. I like and that I'm, it's... Got, save it. Save it. I've got okay. two. I'm about to bust, man. We've got three plot lines dangling. Let me mm-hmm. wrap two up. You mentioned... Uh, I mentioned Russ and Ken. You said something about maybe possibly seeing Russ. Yeah. At the Comic Palooza, you were trying to say. There's a con coming up. Well, Russ is telling us that he'll let us crash his right. pad. So. The week after the Dallas con. Right. So hopefully, that would it sure would be nice to go down there. And I'm still working on press information for us for the Dallas Con. Okay. They haven't offered any yet. So that that's one plot line wrapped up. Uh, Super Show, I'm still going, and we're trying to also trying to guilt trip Johnny M into going down for half a day on Saturday. Nice. He's real busy with baseball or some whatever. What, kids baseball? Yeah. One of those things? Yeah. And then, I thought uh, he had a restraining order. <laughs> no, that got that, lifted. That got lifted, yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad he can participate okay, so, again. And then your tweet. All right, but wait, before you get to the tweet. No, that's okay. No, we're going to get to the tweet. I've got it right here. I can read it. I'm not going to forget. The Legion of Dudes uh, did a part, two parts on uh, Irredeemable Ant-Man. Yeah. Which is uh, one of my kind of favorite little short run of books, and it's really good. I recommend it. I read the first six issues of that. I liked it. It was was fun and quirky, and it would have been awesome if it had gone on. Is that the same Ant-Man that's in Secret Avengers now? Um, That I don't know, because I I don't read Secret Avengers. I thought it was. Um, What's his name? What's the Ant-Man? I don't remember. It's not Hank Pym. Is it Eric? I think that... Yeah, it is Eric. Then it's the same Ant-Man in Secret Avengers now that was in... That old, he, he's well, just a wonderful jerk. He's, yeah. he's, he's very, just a wonderful jerk. <laughs> he's very quippy a la Deadpool or Spider-Man. Yeah. No, I wouldn't even say that. You know what he is? He just He's just a regular he's guy who's looking one. for number one. Yeah, there you out go. For oh. Out for himself. And in the all Secret right. Avengers, he's thrilled to be around all these quote-unquote yeah. heroes. But, well, and, and he feels kind of um, undeserving uh, right. also. But uh, Anyway, so, so check good. those two Legion dudes out. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, people say I don't uh, have funny tweets, and uh, they're probably right. Who says that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I think you just did about five minutes ago. But um, um, I don't know. How can you tell who starts trends on Twitter? Like, trends? Uh, well, you like, actually, you know, people, hash, hashtag people, stuff. People, actually, that's how Twitter is making their money now. Okay. They're... Um, they're, they're they're selling trends. Yeah, they're paying Charlie Sheen to write stuff for them. Well, and there's and things also kind of kind of build up on their own, but they're also kind of selling trends. This is just how they're making their money. So like Starbucks, there's a couple companies where they're kind of selling trends. Huh. It's not a bad thing. It's just well, that like, they, they got to make their money. You know? Well, like uh, like uh, hashtag coffee sucks with an X. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, probably uh, great coffee. I don't know if there's a way to tell who started a hashtag. Okay. But you know, if you're looking at something, and you want to see all the I, all the oh yes, good prior point. to that. That's you right. Can, you can, you can do click, that. You can click and thread. Check out thread. Yeah. In reply to, and it'll list a thread. I always throw in bread maker because it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but then it gets in that bread maker. You know, with the people who are searching, and then it will. I, I'm sure that one always stands out because whenever people put in bread maker. It's like, hey, I made a great loaf of bread with my new bread maker. And then all of a sudden I'll put, you know, hey, Charlie Sheen stole my hat. Hashtag bread maker. <laughs> what? Yeah. Dude, I love that. That's the uh, that's the equivalent of photobombing Twitter. Yeah, it's it like is. photobombing I love Twitter. That. It is. I've actually gotten responses from 
complete strangers when I've hashtagged something. Really? Because people can search that hashtag, you yeah. know? Yeah, okay. Okay. Hashtag, uh, why did I do that? Or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, so whatever. So. Farting under, hashtag farting underwater, you know? I like that, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the four ingredients need to make a, a good uh, chicken cacciatore. Yes. Hashtag farting underwater. <laughs> Solid red light? <laughs> yes. We're still recording now? We, we're talking farts, All right. so... Okay, Bill. Enough build up. <laughs> All right. So I responded to, uh, you know, and you'll see uh, guys like uh, uh, Mark Millar will participate in the hashtag thing a lot. Um, you'll see Pat, you know, guys like Pat Oswald. I'm sure there's a billion. Matt of them. Fraction does too. But um, uh, Mark Millar, Mr. Mark Millar, at Mr. Mark Millar, had uh, responded. And I can't, I, I don't want to say the word unless you want to beep it out, but it was uh, um, S blank remakes. Is in like, bad movies mm-hmm. or movies that would be horrible with a bad new cast okay and um, uh, let's see my um, my contribution was Valley of the Dolls written by Joe Esterhaas with Eliza Dushku Gwyneth Paltrow and Miley Cyrus no way I'd watch that that is hilarious you Bill, thank you that is very good thank you Brad, I feel good what? now make him laugh yeah. yeah, come on. I'm not, yeah. I don't get it, so I don't. Just I don't, encourage okay. him. It was awesome, Bill. No, Bill it was Thank so you. good. Thank it's you. Fantastic. Uh, I'm so proud of I you. I also did uh, <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters, starring Mark Wahlberg, Channing Tatum, Ellen Pompeo, Kenan Thompson, and Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. You know, there. Uh, I read something, and I don't know if it's true or not, but they. Uh, I think CBS is trying to get Charlie Sheen back to, to Two and a Half Men. <laughs> okay. Like there were some apologies, you know, that went towards him. I don't know. I just, I'm so over that guy. It's not even funny. There's a lot of money to be lost if he, uh, if they can't make that happen. Here was a couple that I really liked. E.T. starring Justin Bieber as Elliot with Owen Wilson as the voice of E.T. I'd watch that. <laughs> and of course, uh, to bring it back to the, uh, the, the sci-fi uh, geek that we all, uh, that we all harbor, Star Wars starring Zac Efron as Luke. Brendan Fraser as Han, John Slattery as Ben Kenobi, and Jessica Alba as Princess Leia. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's I would actually that see that just for the train wreck that it would be. And you know, uh, Jessica Alba is so wonderful, and uh, you know, I just I, I really I really like her style. But uh, man, she's just not very good in movies, is she? No, she's. She's very pretty. She's just uh, yeah. not well, a good actress. I was just, you know what? I'll I'll never forgive her for being cast in Fantastic Four, which is just, you know, I mean, if, if there was one movie, one comic book movie, I wanted to get hit out of the park, that I wanted to be a, a classic epic, it was going to be the Fantastic Four movie, and I just didn't realize that Tim's story was Tim's story. They did that with the second one. It was I mean, much better than the first one. Yeah, but it was still. It was just. What are you doing? I'm getting a buzz, but it's not annoying. Well, is it the air conditioner? I think... Uh, Guys, I'm going to pause for okay. just a moment. It sounds like a short. And Brad, I can't... How do I pause? Hit the red button again? Yeah.
we're back. Yeah, Sorry yeah, about yeah. that. About this. Yeah. Is that no, doing it? It did kind of sound like that, though. It did sound like did that. Is this doing it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, like since we're talking about Twitter, um, Agent M on Twitter, he works at Marvel. He's got a lot of inside. Okay. Really? Is this someone yeah, yeah, do following? we know who Agent M is? Like, or I don't. is it just? But I, don't, I mean, I mean, is he well? Is like, I don't know if it's public knowledge. Or gotcha. Not. Um, he tweeted about something, and I just replied and said, "Maybe I missed the press release, but are Marvel Comics going down to two ninety nine or not?" And I included him and Joe Quesada on it. And he responded back and said, "Most upcoming limited series will be two ninety nine, and more new launches at two ninety nine. Three ninety nine books will remain." Yeah. So I responded back and said, hmm, sounds like Marvel changed its mind from what they first announced. I will be dropping all three ninety nine books effective immediately. And I meant it when I typed it. I really, Because okay. I, I was angry because I expected, maybe I misunderstood what they originally said. Okay. But I was under the impression that three ninety nine books were going back down to two ninety nine, At least a good portion of them. Um, and then Ken, I emailed that a screenshot on my phone with those with yeah that I saw that that was, uh, that was very good Ken says uh, I mailed it to the dudes and, and uh, Ken says I thought all regular series would be two ninety nine, but specials one shots and mini series could be three ninety nine. I said that's what I thought too I'm just about through with Marvel uh, Bill had some choice things to say Ken says uh, what new information don't I have those tweets don't seem inconsistent with my original understanding of the two ninety nine policy and I said, read it again. Three ninety nine books will stay at three ninety nine. They will not be dropping to two ninety nine and twenty pages like DC. And then John quotes uh, Tom Brevoort. Uh, he says, uh, "No, we oh." And this is in response to Eddie Berganza calling Tom Brevoort a liar at C two E two. I'm sorry, I, who's Eddie Berganza? I've heard the he name. He works. He's a DC editor. Oh wow. And he says, he says, no, we, <laughs> it is yeah. he says, no, we didn't lie Oops, about sorry, it. Bill. We've right. been offering more new titles at two ninety nine, and the three ninety nine books stay where they are. Mm. We never said any different. Also, giving the pasting they took in dollar share in January and February, much of which was a res- result of their price reduction, I'd be surprised if they hold to it for the entire year as they said they would. I'm guessing that you'll see more three ninety nine DC books around September. So, possibly, Ken and I were misunderstood the original thing that they said. I could have sworn they said they were doing what D- DC was doing. Yeah. Dropping a bunch of three ninety nine books. But, you know, I'm to the point now where I I can't buy three ninety nine books all the time and I, I don't want to drop my Avengers books, but I'm gonna. I, I you know, it sounds like it was lawyer talk when they were maybe yeah. originally you know, they didn't commit to anything. It's like, hey we got something exciting coming you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about prices, but you know never said they drop it, but it was implied, but never. So maybe it was lawyer talk, well, and so that way he's not lying. Were they just trying to chase the uh, the the DC two ninety nine dragon? Oh yeah, really? they I had mean, to. They were just they trying to. to. It's like oh uh, we're gonna do that too, uh, right? And you know, and they aren't to some to some extent. You know, they're gonna okay. launch more books at two ninety nine instead of three ninety nine. Now, but whatever's three ninety nine now is gonna stay. I. I because they never put stinking page numbers in comics anymore, I have no idea. I mean, uh, I know that they're the, the new two ninety nine books are DC's two ninety nine books are twenty pages because that's if it's been not referenced. involved in the story yeah. or a previously on, then it doesn't count towards a page count. Yeah, okay. So, um, 
but what what's a uh, what was a page count before they dropped it to 20, was it twenty two? Anywhere from twenty two to twenty four. Yeah, usually twenty two. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna count uh, one of the books I brought to talk about, like we mentioned, and, is. And while you do that, I want number one. I'm gonna I want to make a prediction, and this is a ten year prediction. So it's twenty eleven. So we're talking twenty twenty one. All right. Okay. See these? Those count as story pages. And that's okay. a shame. Yeah, it is. Um, here's my prediction. Um, I think that the comic book is going to go away and become nothing but licensed properties. It's going to become... So you're still going to have your Ant-Man. You're still going to have your Thor. But they're going to live in animation and in toys. Wow. Because the, and, and the reason why I say that is because... And I heard something. Someone was talking about the best-selling comic book. This might have been on another podcast. The best-selling comic book the other day was uh, maybe like uh, sub-10,000 or sub-100,000 maybe, I think, is what they said. Say that again. The, the best-selling comic book recently was under 100,000. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my understanding was, what, back in the 90s, you had, you know, X, Jim Lee's X-Men number one, 7 million copies. Nowadays, well, eighty thousand. Back in the nineties, it was common well, for every book to be a hundred thousand dollar print. I mean, a hundred thousand hundred thousand print run. Yeah, um, or or selling a hundred thousand copies. But yeah, these days, uh, um, one of the things that keeps me buying um, comics is just the idea that, well, you know, like you go to a con and you see, you know, all the books you see in the quarter bins are all from the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that's what you're looking for, then man, you could score. But uh, and you know, obviously there are plenty of books from uh, you know the the, the 2000s too. But uh, uh, the idea that so many of those books in the 90s will never be worth anything because there were so many of printed. And nowadays, you know, uh, selling 80,000 copies is huge, which seems amazing in a country of 330 million people. Seems like more than eighty thousand would pick up a copy of you well, know, the and, Avengers. And, and remember, that's not how many that was sold. That was how many that was ordered. Okay. That's not. Oh, that's okay. not yeah. how many people. That's not how many went out and bought it. That's how wow. many got ordered. Huh. And you, and how many of those end up in the quarter bin and stuff like that? That's what spurred me. And then when Brad when Brad started sending that email out about about the whole price change, guys, I, there's no way that that you know prices are going to go up. I think Bill, you said something about it's physics. You know, it's just it's just science. It's going to prices are going to go up. At some point, it's going to be too expensive for people to want to put their hard earned money into a twenty page comic book. But yeah. not into a toy or right. bed sheets or well, or uh, an animated movie. Well, for me, I mean, you know, toys are fun, but I've got... I can count the number of comic book-related toys I've got on one hand. You know, I'm just... You know, if I see something at a con for five mm-hmm. bucks, you know, if I see a Brainiac 5 action figure, I may score it. But, I mean, you know, think, but, think about the little kids who... I mean, there's tons of little kids who buy this. You know, your boy well, loves loves the Super Well, Bowl. I look at time at uh, the Diamond Comics website, um, you know, usually every Monday or Tuesday to see what's coming out that week. And I'm amazed at the number of toys and, and especially, you know, the, the collector stuff. The, uh, you know, the, the busts and the figurines and the this and the that. And they're 49 99 $199. Bucks, and, and I realize that they're not producing, you know tens, hundreds of thousands of these things, but I do wonder, where's the market for this? I mean, who is the guy, uh, you know, 
And I know Brad, uh, uh, at one point, uh, his cubicle at Prime Media was, you know, was pretty rich with, uh... Sorry, bro. No, it's okay. I don't know how much record time we have left. That's what I was trying to whisper. At the bottom it says remain. Oh, okay. Thank you. 56 minutes. Okay, gotcha. All right, keep cool. going, Um... And I, I love the idea of, of you know having some kitschy action figures. I mean, I've, I've got a I do, I've got a Brainiac Five, I've got a Goku. Um, about a year ago at a con, I saw all these classic Legion figures out of box for like five bucks a pop. And if I'd had the forty or fifty bucks it would have taken to have gotten you know all of them, man, I would have. I, I just I loved them, loved them, loved them. But I had like five bucks left on me, and I think the guy was actually wanting six or seven bucks for them. And I said, hey. I got a five spot. Will you take that for the Brainiac five? The guy kind of looks at me and goes, okay, take it. Um, so I understand the allure of, of just kind of having them around just to look at and enjoy. But, you know, I wonder who out there is literally buying the $169 bust of Emma Frost. Well, know, I, or, I mean, the, the, those yeah. are usually collectors. And you usually have a very limited run. Uh, you know, I mean, anywhere from a couple mantle, hundred to. Are they putting them on their mantle at home? Are they yeah. keeping them in a safety deposit box? No, they, they, so my, I assume they might have their their room that you can go into their mm-hmm. shrine. I had a an, uh, a girl who I went to high school with. She contacted me on Facebook a couple years ago. Her husband had died a couple years before that in a motorcycle accident, and he was one of these collectors you're talking about. He had an unbelievable collection of Star Wars stuff. Uh, movie stuff, all those statues and those prop replicas and all that. Yeah, I mean, like thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And she, he had this room, and then they were spread out throughout through all the house too. And he had them in the cases, you know, those clear acrylic cases oh, and all that. Wow. So there are those people around that that have that, you know. And if you if you make a print run, or a a run of you know five hundred of these statues, yeah, more than likely going to be five hundred people all across the states who are going to buy them. Okay, and, and you know, I, in no way am I trying to say look at those look at those dorks or anything. You know, I think it's really cool. You know, I, I've got a uh, um, uh, friend of my wife's. Uh, he actually uh, runs a theater company, and uh, we went over to a party. I mean, I don't know, five, six, eight years ago, um, uh, to his house, and he goes, "Hey, man, come up here." And uh, they, well, they lived in a townhome, but we went upstairs to the the spare bedroom because they, they don't have kids, uh, didn't at the time anyway. And the spare bedroom was a shrine to all things Star Wars. Todd Hartzell has one of those, and it was one of those. Uh, it was you know, it was the action figures still in the boxes. It was it was stuff displayed in the walls. It was this. It was that. It was really cool. And you know, in no way am I trying to say that that you know you're uncool or you know you know like. Like someone who's you know content in their own skin should care about that anyway, but in no way am I trying to, to demean someone who has all this stuff. I just I just think it's interesting that there's a market for a hundred seventy nine dollar bust of the Scarlet Witch or Johnny Storm or whatever. You know, um, it's a, it, it has a limited appeal, but but there's enough out there that that people will will purchase them, and yeah. you know it's. Is it too late for me to start a sculpting career? Because <laughs> you know, uh, that might make me some coin. I don't I'm think it, that there's a I don't market think it out will. there for Flaming Lips music. <laughs> but there is. Easy. Yeah. This, Easy. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm surprised that there's a market for Primus music. But guess what? I'm part of that market. Hell yeah. Know? And I guess that's true. In a country of 330 million and a world of 7 billion, it takes a very low percentage to be totally into your product 
to be able to you know make something off it so that's awesome well i and and we, you know with the advent of e-readers and tabs and stuff like that i yeah. really do think that just the demise just, of the physical comic book uh well, is going to be is 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 coming and and um, you know I'm 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 probably not you know I'm probably not this isn't earth shattering but it's just the way that prices are going up and and all that but the, and they seem to make someone tall I, I heard something that you know Iron Man the Iron Man movie made more than all the Iron Man comic books sold ever ever yeah ever. So, but, so if you take that, if you take, you know, you develop the property and then you make this one movie that makes more money than all that, well, then, you know, develop the character somehow, put it in an animated cartoon and then make a live action version of it and boom. Now, I'd like to say that you would not have those kind of sales without the comic book, you know, without the history of the character. Mm -hmm. And so it, it becomes a synergistic thing at that point where, you know, you've got to have that history and, you know, maybe I'm wrong because, you know, I don't know what kind of a history there was for the Harry Potter movies. I mean, people, lots of people have read the books, but I don't think you have to be completely into the book to go see the movie. Um, I know several people who have never read the book, but love the movies. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, good that, that, that's, a, that's a very big possibility. Now, I do have one mild disagreement with you, just in that I think that there will always be at least a niche collector's market yeah. for comic books, much like we're talking about with the $170, you know, bust of uh, the Black Canary. But but you but you won't be able to go to a comic book store and get it. It'll be a very specialized store. You'll probably go online well, to get them. Okay. It's going to be a collector thing. I truly gonna... hate the idea that, um, you know, much like we see, and, and man, don't get me started, but the idea that I cannot go to a CD shop and find what I'm looking for these days makes me insane. You know what? That's that's a great example because I think that's what's going to happen. And, and clearly, you know, the, the e-readers... Who goes... Who, who, what was the last time you bought a CD? Uh, I bought one uh, two weeks ago. about two a month ago. ago. But my problem is that I'll go to a Fry's or a Best Buy or something looking for something specific, and they don't have it. And it seems like they have the most random collection of junk. I mean, you know... I went to Fry's, uh, which I've never... You know, Fry's never, is an electronics store here in the Dallas area. Yeah, it's, it's a big big box warehouse kind of thing. It's got if you, need a, if you need connectors or hard drives or dishwashers or, or you know LED flashlights, you're in. But if you want a particular CD, good luck to you. And I don't know why they're still wasting the space on it. I mean, back in the day, I'd go. there was a Best Buy down at 635 in Midway which was a wonderland of CDs. It may have had the best selection of music, of CDs anyway, of any store I've ever been into in my life. And this includes, you know, in 1995 or 6, I was in San Francisco. Sash and I uh, were out there for vacation. We went to the three-story Virgin Megastore the day it opened. Your and this best place buy is a wonderland. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> This place, this Best Buy at 635 Midway had a better selection than the three-story well, the Virgin Megastore in the middle of San And where is Virgin Megastore now? Struggling. No. All the CDs sections in all the stores are shrinking, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can get it online. It, it's, it, it's, or, I mean, even if you don't buy it online, you can go to Amazon... And they're gonna have the CD you want. You know, I want, I want this, I want the Jackson Five, this Jackson Five album. You know, 
they're not going to have it at, at Best Buy or at yeah. Target or Best Buy. You're going to have to go online and get it because they can have a, they have a much wider well, selection. I think unfortunately what you're seeing is the the Walmartification of America, where the idea is we're going to stock the most popular things and the fringe stuff. Hey, guess what? There's something called the internet and Amazon warehouses or, or whatever that you can find, you know, for that. Speaking of fringe. Yes. You mentioned yes. Fringe. It got picked up for season oh, four. Oh, yeah. Yes. Very happy about That's it. That's right. High fives. That's right, baby. High fives. High fives. High fives. High fives. Oh, High guess, fives. Guess, what, guess whose Thank birthday you. it is today? Oh, who's? Leonard Nimoy's 80th birthday. Oh, oh I awesome. love you, Leonard Nimoy. William Shatner turned 80 last week. Hey, William Shatner. Let me say that again. William Shatner turned 80 years you old. You know what? Amazing. I would have week. never known and he was that old. He still looks good. Look, he does not look 80. No, no he, he looks like Leonard Nimoy, God bless him. He looks 80. He just does. Yeah. Now, but, hey, I just saw the, uh, I'm still two episodes behind, but I just saw the episode O's, the one with the Osmium, with the people floating. Oh, yeah. yeah. At the very end of that episode. That one was yeah, kind of... you told me about that. But the very end of that, where, uh, spoiler alert, where uh, um, Olivia is looking in the, uh, looking at the, the picture, the reflective picture on the wall, as Peter is showing her his secret room where he's been doing his research. Yeah. He's like, full disclosure, I've been doing this research. Yeah. You know? And all of a sudden, she turns around... And she's talking, and it was just, I got goosebumps. Because, well, because, the, because I could tell immediately yeah. that she was speaking in Leonard Nimoy's cadence. And, of course, the entire episode, you know, for like it two or three episodes. the church bells in the distance. They've been talking about, I don't remember the church bells in the distance. No, but, wait, 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 but they, wait, wait, but he, wait, 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 you know, but Walter, That was the next episode. Walter clicked the bell yes. in Nina's office. That was the next episode yeah. when... I'm not uh, William, she some, goes. Oh, my gosh. When some... Uh, I didn't like that episode. I was... That floating guy episode. Uh, yeah. That was just. It was uh, it was a semi week episode for mm. a great show. Fringe, Last night was a semi week episode as don't well. Don't say that. Well, it was okay. But the good news is that it got renewed. So should we so jump happy. into? Yeah, we, we need we need we need know, to move. Do I, I saw the news that got renewed? Do we know how we'll or why this. it got renewed? Uh, enough enough of the enough. I think the, the ratings they were good enough. Fun. Yeah. Well, because I had heard that. Um, they might have to lower the, uh, oh gosh, what's the name of it? They might have to lower the licensing fee of the show to save it for a fourth season. Well, they ordered a full season. Okay. Mm. So 22 episodes. Yeah. If they play their cards right. I'm so happy. They could get a they could get to the end of their story arc with it. Well. You know, whatever that is. Now, it's going to be the end of season four, right? Yes, it is. So that'll be 88 episodes. And isn't the uh, I assume eighty eight episodes is enough for you know future syndication? But syndication, a lot of times the I, Holy Grail I think the magic number for syndication is, is always sixty it's triple digits. It's hundred shows. I think it's sixty actually. If they can get sixty, they're good. Okay, because I've always heard that the uh, the magic number is one. I have too. There was a there was in fact there was an episode of Aquatine Hunger Force, the hundredth episode of Aquatine Hunger Force. Okay. Where Shake was talking about how now they could like syndicate their show and Firelock and Meatwater going, what show are you talking about? Um, the the only problem with that is that our dramas usually don't do that well. Um, hey. Like X Files, it's in syndication, but it's not like a thirty thirty minute syndicated shows always do great. Yeah, uh, but and, you know. It's going to get X-Files. syndicated. It's just not going to get. Hey, it's just not going to be all over. X Files is all over the place, man. Mm-hmm. It's on. It's on TNT. It's on Sci Fi. It's on. I think it's on BBC America. Family. Hello. Zone. Oh no. Stop Hello, recording. family. Hello. How are Hello. you? Happy birthday. Thank you. Hey, happy birthday. Thanks. What's up? So when was that? That was a that was the nineteenth. 
All right. And you are? Nine. Nine years old. All right. Think about it for a second. <laughs> that was classy. What are you doing? Is that we just spit out our gum? Classy. Let's get the dogs to take care of that. <laughs> Cutie. So yes, we're uh, we're in the middle of uh, doing a uh, podcast, little Miss Zoe. Hello. Yeah, you don't Sash. need to actually pick the thing up. Hello. Come in. Hello. You know how we were originally going to go to the brick house? Yeah. It was too loud. Are you recording right now? Yes. How are you? About, uh, did you tell them about our improv class? Oh, no, I haven't. Did you tell them that we did a scene about um, a bicycle brigade? <laughs> we did a scene about a bicycle brigade. It actually it actually went very, very well. It was awesome. Hey, I, you know, and, and about this improv class I'm taking, it's not... It's not about. It's more about learning the technique and not being funny. It's uh, right. so. I mean, would well, you agree? The with funny that? comes. The funny yeah. comes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here comes. Oh, funny. Oh, here he comes. Oh my God! Oh, no, it's. Oh, who do we got coming on? Oh, his, oh, oh, oh. his head's wobbling around like. Like it looks like skulls on a. It looks like a bobblehead. <laughs> yes. What's up? Who do we up got? Up top. We got Sage. Sage, say hi. Up top. Sage. Up top. Sage. Yeah. Say words. They're recording. Oh, you gotta be kidding. No. <laughs> no, we're not kidding. Sage, by the way, I like your shirt. The rocket really makes that T-shirt. I'm gonna start calling you Elton from now on, Rocket <laughs> Man. Great, thanks. Oh, hey, that's uh. No, uh, you almost knocked over that beverage. So you got to be, be careful. <laughs> these, these, uh, these comics cost money. What do you think the total runtime of what we recorded is? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna suggest. For, I'm gonna say 40 minutes. Oh wait a minute. I can tell you, if we've got 42 left, we started with 118. Okay. So. Uh, so yeah, I'm about. It's about 40 minutes. It's actually. It's probably more than it's probably more than forty minutes now. We Eight. could actually stop and do another one. Yeah. All right. We got to no comic talk, people. <laughs> but uh, guys, yeah, I think that's a that's a good good point. Let's say yeah. let's say goodbye, guys. We want to thank you for listening to a Half Hour Wasted. Hi, I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, till next week. I'm Frank. I'm Brad. I'm Bill, and shocked that we're in in this episode already. And that is my dad. (laughs) And we'll see you next week on Half Hour Wasted. You people are dorks.